Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. We have exciting news. You can now afford to have your own freeze dryer. That's right. For the first time ever, it's possible to have a freeze dryer in your home. It was invented right here okay, in America yeah. by Harvest Right. With this new appliance, said, you, you can stop streaming, okay? Food, and it will last 25 years. Imagine freeze drying fruit, vegetables, meat, and your own homemade meals. It's as easy to use as a microwave. Learn more about this amazing home freeze dryer at HarvestRight.com. Again, that's HarvestRight.com. You've just joined the Prepper Broadcasting Network, where we promote self-reliance and independence. The views and opinions expressed are strictly those of the host or their guests. Visit us in the interactive chat room at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Welcome to the Prepping Academy. I'm Forrest. This is Kyle across the table. It is Friday night, and we're coming to you live from Blog Talk Radio and on PrepperBroadcasting.com. Matter of fact, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, jump over to PrepperBroadcasting.com and join in our chat room. We have an interactive chat room. We'll be taking questions later in the show through the, through the chat room. Um, we are live every Friday night. If you're listening by a podcast, um, we are the Prepping Academy. You can find us at PreppingAcademy.com. That's PreppingAcademy.com. And again, we are live Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we maybe may had some technical difficulty there. I think G-Man worked through it. I think we're I think we're good. Or not, and we're just rambling. Which so, uh, <laughs> just good. happened many times. <clears throat> we cut and we make this stuff as we go, right? Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> pretty much. See, I have show notes. If y'all see, I have show notes. Kyle has my phone, his phone, and his energy drink. Rockstar <laughs> Punch Energy Drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to get you through the show. Yep. So, um, so Kyle, how was your week this week? Okay, 
you made a statement to G-Man, our producer, a little yeah. bit ago. I, I would like for you to make that statement to Yeah, I kind of started a new career this week, and then I kind of ended it in <laughs> a few short days. You started a new career. Well, Ain't a career like more than a week? You know, I just – whenever you hear stuff like, hey, the owner's being investigated. Or you hear stuff like, hey, the last top sales guy committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> was this like, we, was it drug dealing? What was yeah, no. No, no, no. It, it wasn't was, uh, dealing drugs on yeah, the corner? No, no. That's usually not suicide. That's usually like getting shot oh, or oh, okay. picked up by cops or something. Like that. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you started a new career. Yeah. And five yeah. days later, you ended it. Yeah. Just sometimes you gotta do that. You know, I did that once before where I tried to to start something new, and I worked there for two months. And I was like, no, it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get better. Mm-hmm. I was just lying to myself. So mm-hmm. I figured I'm about to do the same mistake. So let me just go ahead and just cut the head off the snake right and right. You know now. So is it the job thing? That, I mean, just working is that the problem? Yeah. No. No. I have no problem working. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> I am amazing. I could do your job and do it like younger and faster and better looking. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle is full of himself tonight. So um, you started a career and ended it. Oh, yeah. so I did read that Charlotte is getting the Chippendales in town. So I I have to lose about three pounds and I'll be good to go. And just follow that by a zero and you'll be good. <laughs> Have you seen the Chris Farley and um yeah, Chris Farley was oh, yeah. like the best comedian. Yeah, but who of, was the other guy? The guy from Dirty Dancing, um Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did a skit. Yeah, yeah, that that is hilarious. That was hilarious. So Those um, are the good old days, man. Good old days. Back when comedy was funny. Yeah. So um so let's get into a segment we like to call Kyle's Conspiracy Theory of the Week. Kyle and Alex Jones and all the and his um, team of experts, they they come up with some of the most the craziest. I don't even know your your conspiracy theory this week. I don't think you even told me. No, that's part. That's part of it. The, but I mean, Kyle believes Kyle believes there's truth to every conspiracy theory. I don't believe there's – well, I mean, there's a little bit of truth to every conspiracy theory. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I don't believe in every conspiracy theory. I mean, well, what did I do last week? I told you about one that was totally false that a lot of people believe in. Oh, yeah. you. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always good when you're supposed to tell what you believe in, and yet you tell us when it's false. That was that was a cop-out. Right. See, you're, you're, you're holding back because in private, you tell me about some of these conspiracy theories. But yet you won't talk about them on the air because you don't want the whole world to think, well, behold, six people listening. <laughs> six, yeah, I don't know right. how many are listening. But, um, uh, you just don't want people to know you're crazy. That's the problem. Yeah, that's it. That's the real problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know. So what's your conspiracy theory of this, this week? Have you ever heard of MK Ultra? M.K. Martin Luther King? No, Mar- I mean, yeah, that was M.K. Yeah, Martin. Martin. No, I don't know no, what. No. I have no idea. What is it? M.K. Ultra for years was denied, and, and people still implicate things like the shooting with uh, Sirhan Sirhan to M.K. Ultra. There's a lot of people who came in and out of Hollywood who said that they participated in those programs. Roseanne Barr was one of them, and you see how she's pretty wacky. But M.K. Ultra was basically a CIA run mind control program started back in the 1950s uh different times they tried to shut it down but actually some of the the folks that were originally 
introduced to the program. And then even the person who was overhead of the program um, was actually exposed to LSD. And I think he ended up committing suicide. I forget the guy's rank, but I want to say he was in the army. Um, but they used anything from LSD, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, and psychological torture to basically get people to do what they wanted. But it was kind of like one of these things where even – what was that shooting that happened not too long ago? The kid in Colorado at the movie theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people said that he was exposed to some sort of branch of MK Ultra because even though the program was supposedly shut down, I think back in like the 70s, there was different variants that still had supposedly been in play. But they said it would be one of these events like like the Sirhan Sirhan or the Colorado shooting where these people basically go in, they do something, and three, four days later, they're kind of like, wait, where where am I? What, what just happened? Oh, I didn't do that. No, there's no way I did that. But it's basically they were under some sort of chemical or psychological influence that made them do something. And they're basically just Apache. They're just the fall guy then. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. So you're saying that the government has a method or a way that can go in and make people do things yep. not knowing and again, maybe I won't say against their will because if they're not knowing, they're doing it. And you're saying that our government has that kind of power? Yeah. I mean, do you believe in this conspiracy well, theory? Well, let me, let me or are you just you. sharing one? Well, here, 1977, the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, requests uncovered 20,000 documents relating to MKUltra, which led to Senate hearings. And in July 2001, some surviving information regarding MKUltra was actually declassified. But they have a list of experiments, um, which we've got. Here we have 1975, Church Committee of U.S. Congress and Gerald Ford Commission investigate the CIA for activities. Um, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered MK, MKUltra files destroyed in 1973. There was ongoing issues with it. And they try to cover up as much as possible. But it's, it's one it of those, sounds like a, a Jason Bourne. It, it is kind of like that. It's that's kind of what they did. They want to do something that you know, obviously coming out of World War II. And from what I understood about the early program was we had we wanted to have a one up on the Russians in the Cold War, and we basically wanted to develop super soldiers or sleeper cells, stuff like that, like the perfect spy, the perfect assassin, and 
that's where it kind of started, took its roots. Okay. And I think about the technology back then mm-hmm. versus the technology today and what we don't know about. Right. I mean, I read something the other day. It was off Drudge, too, so you got to know it's true. Um, <laughs> about, um, was it Google wanting to put implant something in your brain and they can read your mind with it? Oh, yeah. I didn't read the article because it just, that kind of stuff just, I mean, I wasn't interested in reading that, but do, I mean, I would like to know if that is something that has been, uh, is that a, a experimental or is that something they've already? Oh, it's got to be something they've already developed the, that they're trying to. Developed and they want to Because I know that they've been using that for like prosthetic limbs and stuff like that where they have you know, <clears> sensor <throat> remotes. I've seen stuff maybe on like Mythbusters and different shows like that mm-hmm. where they have devices and scientists they talk to that they have something along those lines. Okay. Well, I don't think that's such a far-fetched conspiracy theory um, because I, I remember some – I remember reading about some some articles about that. I do – I'm not sure it would be on in the mainstream today, though. I'm not sure if they got – because that guy in Colorado, Colorado was kind of psycho before, and – I'm not sure if you have – I don't know. I think reading people – I know we spent a lot of money on ESP. You remember ESP back in the days and yeah. and people trying to move objects and stuff? Actually, <laughs> the worst movie ever um, was that the, the – the, oh, gosh, where he uh, would the, made the – was trying to make the goat faint. Oh yeah, with George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. Well, yeah. What was that? I I, uh, I, I, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. The name of it, but. Anyway, I I don't think that's too far fetched. I think that we have there's so much with the mind. I think the government and universities are always trying to understand it and and control it for sure. Yeah, it, to me though, it strikes as pretty sinister. Cause I know there's stuff out there now, like there's different drugs. That I've heard, I think one's called, is it Devil's Breath? Where I, I heard about this on the radio one time driving to work, and you know, sure enough, research and it's legit, but it's, it's a plant in South America that all these cartels they'll make it as a powder. And basically, I could walk up, throw it in your face, and for the next 24 to 72 hours, you're a zombie. I could do anything I want to, I could make you drive to the bank and Dude, take I need all some of that. Is you, that against the law? Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. Because that could go, go well in every bug out bag. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> there we go. You will let me pass. Yeah, no. A little Jedi mind trick. Yeah, that would work. Okay, that's that's an interesting conspiracy theory. I've never never heard of that one. And what'd you call it? It's MK what? Ultra. Ultra. Okay, that's interesting. That is. I'm not going to do any research on it. It's not no, that good. interesting. No, yeah, okay. You're I'm still wanting you to do the chemtrails. I'm not doing the chemtrails. You want me to fly like a biplane and like try and like fly up into it and a catch chemtrail. some of the gas and catch it and then bring it back. Yeah, and make get you real snip it. close to the big plane. If That's you what could. we'll do. Yeah. Okay. That's what we'll do. So I'll just hang off the <clears> wheel and see if I can just reach up there and grab some. That would be great. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure our fans, our fan would love <laughs> would love to see that. Yeah. So that would be awesome. Okay, that was a good conspiracy theory. Um, I think there's some truth to that because I've I've seen and read a few things. And I know they had this whole ESP thing going on. And so, anyway, tonight our subject is you picked this, right? Or did I pick this? 
or we both picked this, just talking about I mean, it. You threw out like three or four ideas, and I said those suck, and then you finally said Urban Survival, and then I was like, yeah, Urban sure, Survival. Let's do that. Because the more I started thinking about Urban Survival, and we'll, and we'll get in some, some details and some tools and things you need, but if you're playing the game of Urban Survival, you're screwed. Yeah, we well, we had the guy last night, and one of his questions was, "How do I store anything? Because I don't have a storage unit. I'm sure they don't you want me to store store, store gas. Yeah. You couldn't store water. Yeah, you can't grow plants. There's what can you really do? Mm-hmm. Now, that's why one of the first things I have here written down is let's define urban. Well, because he was in an apartment, probably you know, five stories high. Yeah. Um, or are we talking about like in the city where you have a yard? I don't, I don't think we're talking about like metro, like mega city type mm-hmm. urban okay. survival. I mean, we can we can talk about that a little bit, but I think if you were to look at U.S. Census, you know, definitions of urban living, what is it right now? I think it's like almost was it like ninety something percent or almost ninety percent, mm. or no, it was eighty two. It'll be up to ninety percent by twenty thirty. Uh, people basically living in what they qualify as urban settings. Right. Mm-hmm. And the government, I think, has a plan to get more people in the urban. Oh, yeah. So, there's definitely been a truck. Yeah. Everything that's going on right now. That's I, Agenda I just, 21 right there. Yeah. Well, that's what they want because... Gosh, I am talking like Alex Jones. Oh, my gosh. I need to stop this. Yeah. Now, if you just do a little comb over. Because <laughs> yeah. that's Agenda 21. The really global elite. Yeah. If you start doing that, people are going to hear a slap over the radio. Um no, but I mean, there, there was just a story today that they're talking about that, you know, doing that over in Europe, they want to completely ban cash now mm-hmm. with, you know, the EU and just go straight to plastic and cards, stuff like that. Which, by the way, did you see the article the other day that said that the security, the little cards now, the chips, they're okay. worse than before. So they're having more problems with people getting into your information on that, which I totally believe they're yeah, pain in the rear I'm end. I'm just but. not worried about that. That's what no. I told people last night. If someone steals my credit card, my bank's going to refund all my money. And yeah. th- that's why the safest way to pay is Apple Pay. It really is. Yeah. Because your credit card information is never trans. You know, never, I've, I've never thought about it, but after you said that last night, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then I'll, I'll just be one of those, you know, yuppies like beep. It, it's, um, it's a code that goes from your, your phone to the device. Then it goes to Visa, and your your credit card is never even in the game there. Yeah, so I can just cut. My so it is up. it is safer, Apple Pay. And yeah, someone steals your phone, they just can't use your Apple Pay unless they have your password too. Yeah. So it's pretty safe. Just tear your credit cards up and use until your phone breaks, or until mm-hmm. you yeah. Until yeah, you, just put them in the or safe. Until the the grid goes down. Yeah, which I keep praying for. Yeah, I know you you are okay. So. Urban survival, because I live in um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. And I I've done research, and everyone you, you guys need to do this kind of research because it will it will just absolutely send you full loop. But within two miles from my house, so if you you take my house and you draw a circle two miles out, mm-hmm. over eleven thousand five hundred people live within two miles of my house. Oh, you've been storing food for all them. <laughs> so good, do you consider that that's I consider that urban not just downtown where it's the yeah. big buildings but this is I mean I'm in the in my my neighborhood alone has 132 homes in it that's too many and then I mean if you and if you go out 11,500 people in a two two um 
mile radius, that's a lot of people. And they're going to get hungry. And I have food for like five people. Yeah. But it's not here, but I mean. So, so let me ask you something because a lot of people, we actually that guy was talking last night and he was saying, you know, and we've done a show about that, like how you get, you know, your family on board with prepping and trying to make them understand. And then this is one of the ways I explained this to, to one of my employees years ago. Young girl, she had plenty of canned goods, stuff like that. And she said, you know, it sounds like a good idea, but she said, I don't think I want a gun or a mace or anything like that. And one of the simplest ideas is what happens whenever you come to the realization that most Americans have maybe three or four days worth of food in their home. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Grid goes down. Maybe the ATMs just go down, something like that. What do you think happens whenever people run out of food and they can't go to the grocery store? They find food. And how are they going to – what are they going to – people are stupid. They What's will, the first thing they're going to do? They go, what do you mean? If they run out of food, the they're going to go to their neighbor's house and exactly. ask for food. And what happens whenever they see that you're well-fed? Yes. And then you say, I'm sorry, I have some, but it's not for you. They'll burn your house down in spite of the f- you having food or not. Or they'll come back with 10, 12, 15, 15 20, people, 20 yes. 30, et cetera. And they'll say, so, well, we're going to come into your house, and we're going to take that food because this is the greater good. Right. Because that's the way they've been deceived is to yes. think this whole – I takes can a get a small meal, like, and so that these other people can. They hoarded all this food, yes. Yeah, precisely. So here's some risk about being in a city that – since I'm the thinker here. Yeah. G-Man's Co- laughing. Colla- yeah, collapse of social order. When people run out of food, they're going to go for food. Your best friend will come and put a gun to your head so his baby can eat. Yep. That's one thing. The failure of the water system. Who's going to run the water system? Who's going to go to work and make sure the water system works when they're trying to get food for their baby? Yeah, they don't care about you. No. The failure of the sewer system. Ooh. It's going to start getting backed up. The pumps break or something. Very Uh, Depletion of food supplies. I mean, where are you going to go foraging in a urban environment for food where i mean you can find only so many dandelions inside the people <laughs> <laughs> the power failure um garbage can you imagine, i mean the garbage because oh, yeah. they're not going to work i mean three weeks they're not going to be doing garbage pickup yeah most people aren't going to burn their garbage or anything like that no. nancy's are all scared of everything um and then sicknesses and diseases later on will come yep and the smell's just going to be awful oh yeah death i mean because if, I mean, if, if it gets that bad, it's just going to be an environment. It's going to be bad. Don't you agree? No. So that's I what mean, that's, yeah. that's some of the things that's going to happen inside the city. Um, so I do have a list of tools and like a bag, a particular bag you need and this kind of stuff. I know I did more homework than you. But other things, what else is going to be bad in the city? That would be my dog running through yeah. the house for no reason. Yeah, so you know what? He actually cued a good point, though. You know, random packs of dogs that are actually going to be out because it doesn't take a dog long to basically pack up with other dogs and mm-hmm. they're hungry. They're going to start running after forests. Yeah, they're yeah. going to start looking at you like a steak. <laughs> Next thing you know, that's how you go out uh, by Jake. Okay, well, let, let's talk about some of the things that will happen in, in an urban environment if all this happens. Okay, one is. Uh, martial law will probably take place if there is a, a military of sort. Mm-hmm. If it's not martial law, it's gangs, 
starting controlling blocks, cities, I mean, and neighborhoods. Yeah. And then it could be FEMA camps coming in, too. I mean, in well, New the, Orleans, if you were in, you were there in that little um, disaster, I mean, you were made to go. You, they didn't have a choice. They had to go to the dome. Do you, do you remember some of the videos where it actually showed people trying to get out of the city on, like, overpasses and that, and the Army being like, yes, you go back mm-hmm. that way. Yep. You know, I'm good. I'm good. No, you go back They would that not way. let them out into safety. And last night, you know, I talked last night about they had, like, six to eight days of notice that that was coming it was a hurricane coming. They didn't know the, the you know the dikes or whatever they were going to break. Yeah. But they but they knew there was a a, a, a hurricane coming. Um. So martial law. And I put no place to hide. And people go, what? There's a ton of places to hide. The problem with that is if you're downtown in a building, if you're in a home, there are going to be gangs going house to house looking for food in every corner. Of your house, where I, are you going to hide? I think my problem, whenever we think about stuff like this, is it's it's basically going to go from a little bit of social unrest to complete civil unrest to some sort of limited martial law because they can't lock down any major city really mm-hmm. that well. So it's, it's just going to be chaos and so on. And you bring a great point. You're not going to be able to hide anywhere. Mm-mm. But I think the problem is our society as a whole over the past two three decades. I mean, we can even go back even further and say, it as a, you know late 50s has been on a gradual decline so we're, we're at this point now we ever heard of the movie the purge yes people look at that mm-hmm. and think, man that's a great idea that's what it'll be like yeah you're not going to have a place to hide people right. will chase you and beat your skull in just because yep. that's the way our society is that's the thing that's what they glorify now mm-hmm. people are not wholesome and kind and, and want to help out one another yeah you might have some folks out in rural america they're like that. You maybe have a few that have moved into a metropolitan area, an urban setting that might be like that. But majority role, people are going to be awful. I, I honestly, I would expect if something major does happen, I would expect to see cannibalism very oh, yeah. quickly. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. So here's what, and we're talking about all the bad things. We'll talk about survival things, tools, yeah. and all that stuff after the break. But, um, but another thing's going to happen is. There's no food or plants or anything. Once the grocery stores are gone, the food is gone, people have this mindset that everyone's going to get on the interstate and everyone's going to follow the interstate out of the city. No, it's going to be a massive ring that's going to just grow from within the city out. And people are going to hit it 30 miles you're done. I, 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 if you're 30 miles from Charlotte, you're going to have three, 400 people coming in on your property. Yeah. It's going to be a massive ring because they're going to try to stay away from each other. And so they see people over there to the left, see people to the right. They're going to stay in the middle and watch them. And because they want to be the first to the house that they come to, it's going to be a massive ring, just like an explosion in Charlotte. And it's just going to expand. And it's going to expand and keep expanding until one, they can't make it anymore. Yeah. Two, maybe there's a front of people that defend their territory, but as soon as people hear gunshots and they're hungry, they're going to run to it. Like zombies. Because why? Someone's defending something. Oh, now there's dead people. I mean, this be real. Um, yeah. And so, and so that ring of. 50 miles 
you're going to get hit. I'm, I'm just sorry. In 50 miles from Charlotte, you're going to be run over by four, five, six hundred people on your property if they make it there. I mean, and, and, and it's going to grow until cities will be bumping into each other. And that's why you've got to have a barrier where if people come towards your uh, your place, you need something to let. That's why I kind of like the mountains. Yeah. Because the, the 90% of the people in Charlotte aren't fit enough <laughs> to oh, walk no, up no, the mountains. Yeah, they can't. Or, or that's, you know, that's 120 miles. You know, Asheville is what, about, about 120 miles. Marion's, you know, right at 100 miles or so. That's a lot of uphill walking, a lot, and that's a lot of days. That's a lot of time without food, a lot of fighting going on within the ranks of the people walking. So you got to be away from population areas. And the interesting thing is, too, is if you, if you kept up with the news, particularly in the past few weeks, the military is training for this. They're training for combat in what they're calling mega cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's not going to be that huge of a, a population growth or industrial growth in the United States. I mean, I know everyone's on this whole you know Trump bandwagon right now and the winning thing and all winning. That. Yeah, that's going to get real old real quick. Uh-huh. Um, but we're at that point now where we need to look at the signs and see what our military is training for, and say like, hey, obviously. They know something's up. They know the economy's not going to last much longer. They know civil unrest is going to ensue. You have to be prepared for it. And being in a city, like one of the things we talked about too, and you bring up this point, you know, we talked about force multipliers. And what did I tell you? Like one of my plans is I want to stock up on Halloween stuff. You know, just 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 to make it like if someone walks in my door, it's going to look like a scene out of Saw. You know, as, as legit as possible. It won't be real, but it would be like, okay, well, this this house has clearly already been to. I'm going to go ahead and slowly back out. Uh-huh. You know. That is that is an interesting concept. I won't be around for that. My I, goal, I hope I'm not either, but my for goal, insurance reasons, just in case we do get yeah. to come back, I'm going to make sure. So um, if G-Man is ready, I didn't cue him, but if he's ready in, this, in the studios, uh, G-Man – uh, this, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, Joe Alton, MD of store.bloom.net here. And I'm nurse practitioner, Amy Alton, and we're here to get okay. you medically prepared. A lot can happen in the uncertain future, natural disasters, epidemics, terror events, but we're here with medical kits and supplies that will help make you a medical asset in times of trouble. From first aid kits for the trail to complete family medical survival kits, we've got an entire line to help you deal with injuries and illnesses in any scenario. Compare our kits to others and you'll agree that only our kits are assembled to work best when help is not on the way. So get a quality kit from a doctor and nurse practitioner and not some mass-produced knockoff. Often imitated, never equaled. That's store.doomandbloom.net, store.doomandbloom.net. And hey, get the essential guide for when medical help is not on the way, the Survival Medicine Handbook, 3rd Edition. Find it and the all-you-need-to-know Zika Virus Handbook on Amazon.com. Hey, want to get the best deals possible on preparedness items locally and online? Check out the American Preppers Network Buyers Club Membership, APN Gold. APN Gold members get exclusive benefits including access to discounts and specials to the best preparedness stores on the web. Save big by getting APN Gold today online at apngold.com or dial 1234-JOIN-APN. That's 1234-JOIN-APN or apngold.com. Find peace of mind for your family at Forge Survival Supply. 
Founded by United States Marine Corps veterans, Forge is the premier destination for quality American-made survival and emergency preparedness products. Freeze-dried foods, water filtration, fire starters, fully equipped bug-out bags. Find everything your family needs to stay safe, protected, and nourished during times of uncertainty at ForgeSurvivalSupply.com. Delivery is fast, and it's free on all orders. Need help? Call our 24-7 support team. As a listener of this program, Ford Survival Supply would like to give you an additional 10% savings. That's right, an additional 10% off your entire order, plus free shipping by entering discount code SURVIVOR at checkout. That's ForgeSurvivalSupply.com and use discount code SURVIVOR. Okay, we're back at the Prepping Academy. Forrest and Kyle here. Hey, we are live every Friday night on PrepperBroadcasting.com. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, every Friday night, we're here, right? Every Friday. Yeah, you, Kyle got in kind of late tonight. I was a little nervous. Well, my, my, my you know, career that has gotten and in the way of my your prepping. Your new career that you ended this week. You know, yes. it, was, it, was, it was interrupting my prepping. It was, <laughs> couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't make couldn't money. But, hey, guys, if you can't listen to us, you're listening to us um, live. Or on, we, we also um, are on a podcast through um, Stitcher, through iTunes. Just look up Prepping Academy. Look up um, PrepperBroadcasting.com, um, Prepping Academy. Um, and you can find our, our blog. Um, subscribe. Um, go to our website, PreppingAcademy.com. Um, we're here every Friday night. Next Friday night, we think – we got a special guest. Yeah. Have you have you nailed it down? Yeah, it's pretty much done. He's gonna he's gonna call in next week. And we're gonna talk a little bit more and figure out all the things. Tell us who's gonna be on next week. So we should have Chad from Infidel Body Armor, CEO over there. So I own quite a few things from Infidel and mm-hmm. great products. Great guy. I talked to him a few times before. So their products could save your life. Yeah, hopefully I do. I mean, unless I get shot. <laughs> hopefully low. they don't. I don't want to be shot. Unless they get a little bit lower, you know, down. Then uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. Might need to get so, that groin protector. Special guest next week, and of course we just we I mean we decided we were going to have any more interviews for. A while. Well, it's not really going to be an interview. I'm like you know, 10, 15 minutes on okay. there. Okay. Okay, so it's not the whole show. Yeah, unless he wants okay. to just chill with us and you know. Okay. Hey guys, again, hey, um, we're going to get back on topic here. We're talking about urban survival, and this is like surviving in the city, and pretty much in the very beginning, um, I said you can't do it. Um, it's just hard to, to survive in the city. So we, in the first half, we kind of told you what all the bad things that were going to happen. Yeah, Joe just basically told everyone to aim for my pelvis. And I, <laughs> thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joe is um, he's a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, bud. So the second half, we're going to talk about maybe some plans if you're in the city, what you can do while you're in the city for prepping. That was a good question we had at our meetup last night. And then also some maybe uh, maybe your bag is a little different. Uh, your 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 uh, bug out bag is a little different. A couple things for being in the city as opposed to if you're on the edge of the city. My bag's awesome regardless. Your bag, and we, we're going to go through your bag and my bag in a couple. I think that's in a month. Yeah. So, so um, oh, did you see? Sorry, side trail. Did you see the new? You didn't even see. I um I scheduled a meetup. It's called Spy Night. Spy Night. Yeah. We're gonna talk everything spy. Oh, everything top secret. It's gonna be awesome. We've got a ton of people already signed up. 
I'm excited about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. We will see. We'll see. If there's like, if I find, if you like put on slides and I see myself like standing in the shower and there's like pictures there, I'm going to be dead. No. <laughs> Who in the world would ever do that to you? Oh, your wife wouldn't even do that. No, that's cruel. Okay. Back to urban survival. So um, one of the things I, I taught, I mean, if you, if you live in the city, in the urban environment, you've got to plan. Do you know what my favorite thing that you showed last night was? What's that? And it's pertinent to all this. Your your family planning, mm-hmm. the GPS images. Oh, yes. That's, that's one of my favorite things. If you're in an urban setting, you have limited resources. The best thing that you can do is go on Google Maps or Bing Maps or something like that and go on there and take screenshots so you can see where freshwater sources are, where there's ponds that might have fish in them, you know, small farms, stuff like that. See where you actually have an opportunity to get some stuff. Yes. Make so, friends with those people. Yeah. So what, some of the things you got to do is have a um, some small a small amount of food at your house. You got to have some food. Everyone, no matter where you live, you got to have some food, right? Yeah. Then, if you're in an urban environment, I would not. And if you have a lot of food, I would not store it in your house. I would bury it in your yard. People will walk right over it and wouldn't even know it. That's one of the things I would do. Let me ask you: Have you been watching alone? Yes. Would you keep your food and just not eat it? And well, that was so stupid. That was ridiculously that stupid. That was so stupid. He's not allowed to be on the show. That, no. He's not. No. no. Um, he 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 had a ton of fish, and yeah. he was eating it to go longer, but he wasn't healthy he at could all. Have, he could have eaten. And he knew he was two wasn't, weeks. Because he was afraid well. of being kicked out. Yes, he could have. Yeah. So, but anyway, so bury some food. Um, you got to leave sooner than later. That's that's brilliant. Because it is okay to leave too soon. Yeah. Because you if you get back. stuck, yeah, exactly. If you get stuck in the city, and all of a sudden riots, and you're, I mean, and you start walking or driving, and you're getting stopped by gangs or roadblocks or martial law. You know, they block you from leaving the city like they did New Orleans. You're screwed. I mean, you are. That's one of the things I've thought about often, and we, you know, we don't have to brainstorm here too much. But what would you do if you were trying to get out and say all of a sudden a roadblock pops up, and it's National Guard, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, you need to turn around. We're not letting anybody through." How would you get through? Well, a lot of people would think, "Oh, I'll go a different route," mm-hmm. which which is good thinking. But I bet nine of them, ten of them people, don't even know a different route because <laughs> they don't have a map. They have a GPS. Yeah. They don't know the they don't know how what a, a way to get around that and that's why printed maps are good, aerial maps are good, and you and you can get that you can get that installed on your phone, and still be off the internet, and off the Wi-Fi and so but yes yeah, so you got to know alternative routes where the military dirt roads. I could I could get. On the 485, without, I mean, it's there's some difficult. I'm inside the 485, and it's, it would be difficult for me to get out because, I mean, there's only certain roads that, you know, get you get you out. I, so, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, commandeering an MRAP and just driving straight. Straight through it. Yeah, you all, I mean, just, yeah. No, you probably want a, you want a suitcase new, too, don't you? I don't yeah. to say that on there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to tell people. No, I don't. You're, you're just psycho. Promise. Okay, and so another thing you need to have is cash. 
I'm talking like $1,000 in small bills because the first 12, 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours, it'll be worth something. It'll be worth something. It, maybe the ATMs are down, but when you walk into a store, people in America have one thing and it's called hope. And even, and, I, and I've said this many times, if New York City was bombed tomorrow with a nuclear bomb, people in Charlotte would still go to work tomorrow. Oh yeah, they would. 99% of them would go to work tomorrow. And that is that is good for us, the preppers, the people with the mindset to go, wait a second. If that happens, that's going to change everything. And we, it gives us a head start on our plan. Yeah. And so, go ahead. Well, people are kind of like, it's almost like whenever you have a wound, you know, you, you can have a gash, you know, bleeding everywhere. But the rest of your blood doesn't stop. It keeps going on. What happens is over time, you eventually mm -hmm. clot, you start to heal. And that's kind of the way civilization works today. So to think about anything, it's going to be life-transforming. It would have to be so ridiculously over the top. Otherwise, nothing's really going to stop that much. So I think a lot of preppers worry that, you know, hey, if a nuke does go off and I did bug out, right. stuff's going to normalize in two weeks. And, yeah, you know, life's going to return to normal. The next thing I have down is a group. You need to have a group. You need to have a team of people. They might, they don't have to live right next to you. No, I wouldn't with any of my, yeah, people, no. And, I mean, they don't have to be your neighbor. I like my neighbor. But you could, if you listen, let's say you live inside the city limits. As you're walking out, you need a friend that you can walk to their house. Because the further you get out, the safer you are. The further you get out, the safer you are, and the better off you are. Um, and um, and that's just so. I would how, how can I say that? Time and distance is your friend. Meaning, the further you get out, in the short amount of time, the safer you are. But uh, the further you get out, it also buys you more time as well, because everything, most things are going to start in the city. Yeah. And well-populated areas. And then move out. So if you're ahead of that ring, in a sense, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. So, and then, um, and what else? You, oh, you got to map out some, some routes to get out. Well, let's, let's stop for one second. Okay, let's stop. We got, we got 15, 20 minutes, respectively. Let's, let's focus a little bit for a minute on here. You're stuck in the city. Say you and I, we live yep. in Charlotte city limits. Something happens. National Guard is called in. They block off 485, et cetera. There's no way for us to get out. Even taking back roads, whatever. Maybe they have helicopters flying around. I don't know. Don't care. Right. How do you make the best of the situation you have right now? Like you have no growing space in your backyard. Right. None. I mean, you have your little, you know, your little square thing that's raised up, your little raised bed. You can grow some tomatoes and what would you say? Like jalapenos? You can make salsa. That'd be great. I, I, it was a salsa garden, actually. There you yes. Go. There you yes. Go. So, how do you make the best of the situation you currently have? So, for water, tell me what what you're going to do okay. if you're stuck in Charlotte. If I'm stuck in, well, I have. Um, well, you don't want to rely on the water system. Nope. I uh, my neighborhood has a six acre pond, okay. huge pond, um, pretty deep. I also have a stream running behind my house in the woods. 
mm-hmm. that um, I have um, water purifiers that can purify the water. I also have my hot water heater, which has about 50 gallons of water. Um, and um, and then I have some, some, some rain barrels as well. Okay, so definitely. So I, so I have water. Yeah, so you have water sources. And I'm sure you know you have GPS images, so you know where there's other sources around here too. Right. And I, I kind of do the exact same thing. There's a large pond towards the back. There's mm-hmm. a stream. There's a lot of neighbors here who can be pulling from that stream, and God only knows what happens if you know someone does something that. Yeah, at some point like that, you gotta make sure you're filtering your the water. The sewer is going to filter into my pond. Yeah, it's like just going to Things will back up. The and, creek actually is fed by a spring, and I know this because of where it comes from. And um, in the driest of summer months, um, it does dry up sometimes. Up, but I can go to the source and maybe still find some there. Michael okay. has a really good point. And actually, Michael, that'd probably be me right there. What do you say? Yeah, what happens if someone sets a fire to woods to flush people out? I'd, I'd probably do that. I mean, you would on. do that. Yeah, You're I, just evil. I, I am kind of like the scorched earth type mentality. Very mm-hmm. old school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, a scorch. Well, I, I do believe if I see my neighbor eating and they're well fed, um, I will burn their house down. Even if I don't get the food, your neighbor's not watching right spite. now. He's like, oh, crap. he does listen to the podcast all the time. As a matter of fact, not that neighbor, my other neighbor. Oh, your other neighbor. My other neighbor. He's walking over there right now. Yeah. Knocking on the door. <laughs> so, um, so, but there's some tools you need to have too. You need to have a water filter even in the city limits. You also, what's one the keys? Because mm-hmm. a lot of businesses have pipes and water. And then little square keys to open to open up a pipe, mm-hmm. um, a faucet. Um, what are they called? Uh, the uh, fire hydrants. Well, the fire hydrants too. That's not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. I'm, on the back of a building, they'll have a, a security key so you can turn the faucet on and off. Oh, okay. And a multi tool is kind of hard to get it, to do that. But what do you what do you think about like building supplies and stuff like that? Like boarding up your windows and things like that. Yeah. Do, I just don't go for that. I mean, if if I'm going to board my windows up, what I would probably do if I was to stay here, which mm-hmm. I am not going to stay here, is I would secure the cross face of my house mm-hmm. and and let people just have my house or let it just open up all the windows and doors. Well, see for people and put condemned on the on the the side of the the building, right? Infest it with you know. Black plague or something all over the house. Black plague. I don't know, just to keep people away, but leave it open and then hide and shelter underneath. Who said life straw? No, no life straw. No life straw. No life straw. So uh, we're we're Sawyer fans. Sorry. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely Sawyer. Life straw. You have to spit everybody's food out or water so you can cook with it. Well, one but, of the things I will say, tell as far me. as building supplies. If someone is trying to harden up their home, and this is kind of like a rare supply, uh-huh. most people think first thing you're going to go to is go and get like plywood and stuff like that. If someone sees your windows all boarded up, they're going to know that you're in there. They're going to you're protecting protect something. Them. Yeah. Go to the hardware stores and get as much of the sheets of polycarbonate and acrylic as you can get. So you can actually put those over your window. And I mean, the polycarbonate that they sell, uh-huh. it's in maybe two, three layers of it can actually stop some rounds, mm-hmm. like shotgun shells. There's a guy in town that like has that. security windows, and um, they're yeah. pretty expensive. They, they put a 
There's also 3M film yeah, that I know film. that you can buy that you can put over glass. I mean, obviously, if you have that just like, keeps people stuff, from a bat. Yeah, but it, but even someone just trying to break in, they're gonna be like, holy crap, this is really hard. But it's still gonna, it's not gonna look like you're blocking everything off. And I know one of the other ideas I told you is a real simple thing to do is go online and look up the markings that they have for FEMA. Yes, yeah. And they see, have, like, people the don't understand that because I I've read that and I have them in my bug out plant yeah. book notebook. Yeah, I have the FEMA markings and what they mean. Yeah, but people in general won't know what that means. You you can simplify it and put something on there like three dead or something yeah. like that. Well, on there so the people that you know do walk by that they're just laymen, you know, they're gonna read Ebola that. Ebola like, oh. on the side of your house yeah. in black. Yeah, absolutely, and then they're just or dead inside. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'm gonna go see if that's true. Yeah, I mean, what idiot would do that? Yeah, go look for food. No, yeah, you're not gonna do it. And so, I mean, that, and I then put yellow tape up. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you would do. I would do. Yeah. And then stay in, a, in the crawl space of my house, possibly. You're going to be warm. like one of those Vietnamese that comes out 50 years later and be like, everything's fine. It's okay. No, I'm going to be out of town. Yeah. Well, well, both of us will be out of town. We will. We I, mean, I mean, I heard, if I hear a shot in my neighborhood, I'm gone. We're packing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're loading the trailer. <laughs> Good to know. I'm going to do a little practice drill mm-hmm. on you, bring some fireworks over one night. Okay, some tools that you need. Um, you need a multi-tool. See, a multi-tool, everyone says, i got a multi-tool in my bug-out bag. Okay, if you're in the woods, a multi-tool is almost useless. I know it's not, but it's inside the city. It's definitely uh, more useful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, learning how to pick a lock because there are businesses that lock their doors and bump they have keys. a back door bump keys and there's a there is a you don't want to just take a shotgun like you would do and blow the door off because you might want to shut it for security and hide in there no. so if you can um get through a door um and and hide search what's in there and get out this is in a grid down yeah um so so um here is something i'm going to make a statement and it's going to be a big statement coming out of the in a urban environment Guns are almost useless. You know, it's funny you say that. I I do tend to agree with that to a certain extent because I know Fairfell, whenever he was blogging more consistently, he actually says most of the guns on there, people didn't either didn't carry them or they carried a pistol, mm-hmm. like a really small pistol. Mm-hmm. And most times you didn't use them. Because when you shoot a gun, there's going to be 12 other people. That gun's going to be taken from you pretty quickly. Yeah. And you can't shoot off a gang of 26 people. Yeah. So I started thinking. I think the mace that now just hear me out mace the military the police mace that I have mm-hmm. that's a jail that um I can literally squirt hand grenade okay. I could squirt probably twenty five people pretty good with the mace I couldn't shoot twenty five people so as a matter of fact and so if you're in a, in a tight environment and you're getting and 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 um now, guns will scare people for sure, but I think mace has a, a lot of room in an urban environment, um, more so than a gun, maybe. You don't remember a while ago, and I don't know if they still make it. Mm-hmm. They actually make mace grenades that civilians can buy. Dude, if it has grenades in it, you like it, don't you? Yeah. Okay. What well, is it explode and just... Takes the chemical and blows yeah. it everywhere. Yeah, so you could just like if you you know a crowd was trying to stop you or stand outside your front door and be like, hey, food, food, mm-hmm. put that out there. 
Okay. Get them dispersed. That is very interesting you said that. Um, hmm. I mean, it's better than the beanbag shotgun rounds, you know. Right. Another thing I have is comms. You and the comms. Dude, oh, intelligence is key. That's the most important thing in survival. Once you have your stuff, you need to know what intelligence. It might not be just comms, where people are going, what they're doing, and what they're planning to do. I told people last night in our group that we had like 51 people in our, in our meeting last night. And I, I made a statement that if I had all 51 of you people you know, in the room and we had communications and we, everyone had their supplies, mm-hmm. I could rule the city of Charlotte. Because communication is a force multiplier, which we talked yeah. about last week. And we, I mean, literally, whoever has communication network that sets up shop after the government falls is going to take over that area. So now your your true feelings on this matter are coming out. This is your agenda. I'm not trying to be a king. No, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> My goal is to be gone. I want everyone to think that I died. <laughs> I may even bring in a body, a skeleton, put in here, yeah, and just throw in, yeah, and put like a name tag, a shirt on the guy yeah, or something. It's pretty morbid. So, um, just um, a Carolina blue shirt and some cargo pants and yeah. hat. And I would say a light pack. You need to, let's say if you're in the city, you need to have a cache somewhere out of the city limits in a safe zone. Because you need to get from your house to the safe zone as fast as you can. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Now, one of the things I was getting at before is we were talking about food supply. Like, I, I have a little bit more room to grow food. I have a couple of decent sized little lots I can grow even in city limits and water resources and rain barrels and stuff like that. But for a lot of people that they don't have that sort of opportunity, one of the most important things they can do now is, you know, someone in the chat made a comment about having a seed bank. Seed banks are awesome to have, but pull together and try to make community gardens. A lot of places have community mm-hmm. gardens. But you don't need your seed bank in the city. Yeah, no, no, no. Put no. it in your cache outside the city. You, well, you don't want to carry all that stuff that you have in your I house, have a few. your apartment. I have a few. Yeah. Um, but I would say that wherever you're at, try and be creative about it. Mm-hmm. and do what's best for you, even if it means getting involved with your community and something like that. Like, as long as people know that there's something going on, they're usually willing to help out one another, you know, nowadays. But, you know, doing that little community garden, that's one thing that you can do. Right. Um, I know in my neighborhood, it's something I've been trying to pursue for a while, not for myself, but for others. I even said I put up a seed bank just mm-hmm. to get them started. Yeah, that, that that's all good until the crap hits the fan. Yeah, well, you know what? But my hope is that while I'm making my quick escape, the rest of the little sheep are down there scurrying to get their food and mm-hmm. quarreling amongst you know each other. And now, again, one thing I problem. have that that I have underlined is being well armed doesn't make you more secure in the city. And we talk about that. That's, that's it. What just want to point out really quick. Okay. Uh, Michael mentioned about Enola Gay, about the uh, smoke grenades. Uh-huh. Those things are awesome. Yeah, you're I big on those. smoke grenades. I love those. Now, you can you can make your own legally? You can make your own, but those are much more cost-effective just okay. to go ahead and pick up. Now, okay. You can usually get them on, like, airsoft places and stuff like that mm-hmm. as opposed to them, and they're usually cheaper. But 
they have a really good output. I, I've put off a few just to have fun and they create a lot of smoke. Okay. Yep. So some, that would be good. But I would I would bet you would want a lighter bag and get to a cache. Maybe have two caches because one is none and two is one. Yeah. So I have two different places. I would stage friends. I have friends that live five miles. I have friends that live 10 miles. I mean, you just got to know where they live, know how to walk to their house. You got to have a map. Map is crucial. Um, and I would travel at night more than I would today. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, um, night vision goggles are good when you're walking. Thermal's better, but you can't walk with thermal very well. Yeah, you can also get like a low light flashlight. It has like red light, yeah. something like mm-hmm. that, and that, that works pretty well. But yes, um, I would travel, try to make travel at night. So uh, to end things up a little bit, to just kind of summary, we, we don't like the idea. I mean, every, we're in the city. Kyle's in the city. I'm in the city. Yeah. But our first goal is to get out. Yeah. And we will get out quickly. We believe that people are so hopeful in America that any disaster that happens, you have a good 48, 24 to 48 hours to get on the road and get trucking. I, I wouldn't quite go as far as 48. I'd say you have 24 hours. Okay, 20, 24 hours. You, Because people are hopeful that the government, things are going to get better. You know, I won't be able to go to work this week or whatever. And, you know, they'll come in with some food trucks. And I just, I truly believe that we have at least 24 hours notice. And, and don't buy into that, too. And, and try to, you know, wait it out. Cause I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, my payday is on Friday. I can just make yeah. a little bit extra money. And then it'll be okay. Then I'll buy more supplies. And I'll keep getting stuck behind. And it's just, you know. There's no point to it. It's like Hurricane Sandy. Where do they bring in hot chocolate? Yeah. Hot chocolate, yeah. If yeah. you want to survive on hot chocolate, go for it. But yeah. it's a logistical nightmare for, for them to try and do anything. Well, we even have one person, I think, that comes to the meetings that's in FEMA. We and, do. and that right there shows she has no faith in it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to execute anything properly. No. Yeah, they, and, yeah and, they, and they understand that. And, I mean, I would, I, I would make it a goal not to be seen by FEMA or any security or, or officer around. I mean, just, just disappear. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be the goal. And again, how fun would it be if you think the crap's going to hit the fan and your family packs up and you, you drive your car out of the city and you go to a hotel or a friend's house or a cousin's house or to your location and you go, Oh, well, Okay, things are calming down. It's not as bad as we think. That's a that's okay. Yeah. Do that more than not doing that. Yeah, take a road trip. Have fun. Yeah. Get out. Use your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you just deceive the kids and make it sound like a nuke just went off and, you know, <laughs> hide, their, <laughs> hide their cell phones and, you know. I would never tell my kids, a nuke just went off. We're bugging out. Yeah. Just, just you know, turn off all their cell phones. Like, no, no one uses anything. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. And, you know. You're, a lot of areas, you're just sick in the head. I won't deny it. <laughs> I won't deny it. I won't deny it. Okay, we're going to wrap up here. Um, Kyle, you going to start a new career next week? 
Uh, no, probably not for another week or so. No, week so. We'll see. I think you need to take a couple of weeks off after this. I think I do too. This was this just stressful. Stressful uh, period in your life. But um, hey, guys, again, we're at preppingacademy.com. Preppingacademy.com. We're live on Friday nights. Um, go visit our website. We have a mailing list. We're going to do another giveaway um, coming up soon. Um, we're signing up some sponsors right now. Next week, we have the guy from. Infidel Body Armor. Infidel Body Armor. And um, and you can always find us on PrepperBroadcasting.com as well. That's where we're live. We have a chat room there as well, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, you might not have got anything out of it, but, man, we enjoyed telling you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you guys, have, guys. A, have a good week. Today's broadcast has come to you through the courtesy of the Prepper Broadcasting Network. See our hosts, show schedules, archive programs, and more at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Thanks for listening. understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.